Hey, popcorn talkers, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to find out how Don't Breathe had what, it take to ta- had what it took to take the top of the box office this week. Plus, hey, guess who saw some movies? Find out in just a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, welcome. That was quite the tongue twister. That was I was impressed. Yes. There's that, always a tongue twister a at one. the top that of was, the show. It, 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 it always it. See, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> it always is. It's I was going to say, it's like the uh, like a gun at the beginning of a race. Like, you have to be like, and go. Okay. We gotta do it. We gotta yeah. do it. That's right. Uh, but now we can just settle in and enjoy this episode Yay. of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Hi, everybody. What's up? Yes. As always, this is the show that talks about the box office of past weekend and then prognosticates about mm-hmm. the box office to come this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Which is guy's favorite I word. I still have not used that in a sentence. All right. <laughs> How often? <laughs> I feel that's a word. I don't know when you're gonna use that. I feel like because I just I hear him say it, I feel like I sure. should be using it. Feel right? free to use it as much as you'd like. But I haven't Monday found a good Nintendo use for it. Okay, I'll okay, use it here. True. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of yours, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Code Jackie. And my name's Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And this is DJ Richie Sky of the Nine Lives Persuasion. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. Now, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. Of course, our man in the booth, James. Say hi, James. Hi, James. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling up the chat. We always love having you guys interacting with us during the course of the show. Uh, we're going to be doing our, as usual, our box office bet towards the end of the show. Uh, sadly, there's only really one movie coming out, so it's not really much of a bet at all. But we'll be betting amongst ourselves. But there will, really, you feel free to chime in on any other thoughts you have about the box office that was this weekend or anything that's coming up. But we only have really one movie to, to bet on this week, and that's going to be The Light Between Oceans. Ooh. Can't wait. <laughs> I have a personal bias about it. Oh, all right. We'll find out a little we'll later about that. We'll talk about that. that. Or but, at least I can't have a subjective viewpoint, but we'll talk about all it. All right. Yeah. Now, as we're talking about box office bets, uh, as always, uh, with these past couple weeks, we've been starting our box office bet. And uh, so, Richie <laughs> Sky, let's mm. chime in here. We've got a, we have a Nine Lives update. I saw this movie. <laughs> oh, yes! Richie Sky saw the movie. I mean, this is what I think. I'm, it was, A, it was a complete waste of my time. <laughs> thank, thank you all. Did you at least see the matinee or something for the first show? Save some money? Yes. But okay, the problem good. with this whole thing okay. is that this would have been better suited to a channel. Like the Disney channel or uh, some kids channel. Like a TV movie? Like it was a waste of time in the sense that it was an actual like in the theaters movie. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that the the family theme there is there and it's cutish for father daughters and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like God, this really needed to be at the theater. Okay. okay. I, 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 exa- I know exactly Kevin Spacey where you're must from. have had a like a break in between that monolithic show that he does for Netflix. Yeah, he's like, um, sure, why not? <laughs> the deal for this movie is that he's married to Jennifer Garner, and he's just kind of a guy that uh, a dad that's just too busy to spend time with his kid, like a yep. workaholic. Yeah. yeah. But I, I found that the most unbelievable part just when I'm watching the trailer that Kevin Spacey and Jennifer Garner are married. That just seems like a couple I can't imagine getting together. Neither one of them had anything to do. <laughs> oh man, no chemistry. I mean, I just don't feel, again, like the whole movie is just like, this should have been a Disney Channel type mm. thing. Like an after school special. Okay. Oof. 
Uh, but at the end, you did you buy the emotional journey that they went through at the end? You know, I always try to live in the movie. Yes. Um, I found myself, like, checking my phone. Oh, ouch. ouch. But it wasn't, again, oh. it wasn't bad. It just wasn't for me in comparison to what I wanted to see this weekend. Got it. And what I did see. Someone agrees with you on the chat. They said, look like a Hallmark movie. Ex- yes. I would argue some Hallmark movies are really good on occasion. On a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> no, some of them are really good. Some. <laughs> I, like I haven't seen that many, but I know one that like stood out my memory. Um, what the deaf man heard way back in like the nineties. <laughs> that's your argument. That's no. in the nineties. First of all, no. movies are great. First of all, like, it's, one of that then, sounds like a hallmark or a lifetime movie. No, no, it was it's, it's <laughs> And then they had some other one that was like a Christmas one that I actually did background on, but it was a really good, cute family Christmas movie. Was that the so, one that Lee Majors was in? There's one that Lee Majors um, and Dolly Parton, I think, were in. Thing maybe that was a great combo. <laughs> no, not that one. Nope. Oh, okay, anyway. but that's a okay. Shame. Fine. I haven't yes. seen that many, but I mean they have potential. <laughs> Absolutely, jazz pigs are indeed flying. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, part of my box office bet. Uh, so, Sausage Party was your other one. You have not seen that yet. Because Steven said I didn't have to see it. Oh, okay, so all right. So well, we'll he didn't see. say it to me, but he said it in theory. In, th- in theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my box office bet. I had to go see Ben Hur. Uh, I did How go see was that. It? You know, was it delightful? Okay, so uh, full box office uh, breakdown confession. I have not seen the original Ben-Hur. I haven't either, so... so uh, I haven't, but I wanted to, and ben I looked Hur. up on Netflix, and it wasn't on there, and I'm like, I wanted I wanted to watch it. It's one of those movies, like, you know about it, you've always known about yes. it, but maybe you just haven't seen it? Exactly. But I, mean, I respect that it's, like, the original. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the same way much more... Like, I've always wanted to see Lawrence of Arabia, yeah. and I just have never oh, made a chance <laughs> to see it, so that's the same way with Ben-Hur, so I kind of okay. just held it up, I was like, I should, I should see this, but now I've seen the remake, and I have to admit, it's not... I know it didn't do well at the box office, and I was like, oh, this is not going to do well. And it's not, it's not a terrible movie. It was I mean, all right. It was fine. It was okay. fine that you watched it. I mean, the chariot racing was, was, you know, was all right. Yeah, it was no did, problem. Did they at least incorporate, like, awesome camera techniques or things? Because that would be my thing. If you're going to remake a movie and you have more modern technology that possibly could film stuff better, did they at least do some stuff, like, really cool visuals? There really wasn't, like, any kind of really incredibly oh. crazy like, camera moves or techniques that you're thinking, like, whoa, mm. okay, that, that's a really cool way of visualizing a chariot race, as opposed to what they may have been able to accomplish in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to go back and watch the original, just see how the chariot races stack up just in terms of intensity with, sure. with this. Uh, just, you know. I'm sure there was something more visceral. I would imagine all the horses then really didn't have computer-generated imagery, so uh. I'd be curious to see how much of the horse racing, the chariot racing, was, was CGI in terms of the horses on this. Oh, sure. Mm. We so, got a, another comment from the chat room. It was 1959 Ben-Hur. Oh, was a remake. Thank you, Octavio. A remake. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, you know. There's a lot of movies like that that, I mean, everybody probably goes, oh, wait, that's a remake of a remake of mm. a remake. Or if it's a remake of a foreign film and you maybe don't know. Yeah. But... It's not necessarily who did it first, apparently. It's a who did it better. Exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I know that there were some uh, there were articles in the box office talking about, like, you know, the religious movie, uh, these things, uh, remakes. Was it like super that. religious? No, no, I mean, other than, I mean, you're, you're you know, dealing at the time where, where Jesus was a, you know, you know, living, breathing character. So it does deal okay. with that. And so, again, another thing I'd like to see the original just to see. Does it follow that same sort of arc? Mm. Does it does it touch have those kind of touch points with yeah. the story as it did in this one? Hmm. So I mean, it was fine. I didn't feel like I, I didn't. I feel like Richie's guy did during Nine Lives, where I was like watching my phone and stuff. Uh, I was just like, oh, okay, all right. I just mm-hmm. kind of went along with it. Uh, just saying. I, yeah, I did though, uh, and we'll get into this as we go into our box office breakdown yes, about the week I that can't was. Wait. All right, so yes, we'll just jump in. 
uh, with our little box office bet recap here. We'll get into the week that was at the box office. Yes. Coming in at number one. I knew this was going to come in at number one. Don't breathe. I thought I can't remember if I said it would, but I definitely was like, it's gonna be up there. Uh, twenty six point four million from Screen Gems, right there. Was that the one we bet? Boom. On? It was right. No, uh, no, no we, we uh, did. No, we we bet on. Uh, I don't know what we bet on. <laughs> I'm like that's only last week, and I don't remember now. <laughs> oh well. N- nothing matters except don't but, breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. But you saw it. Oh yes. my god, it was so good. And you first saw it too. Off, I did. No, I didn't go see this it. movie, like, the trailer alone stressed me out when I first saw it. Okay. So the actual movie stressed mm-hmm. me out to the point where at one point I wanted to get up and walk out of the theater <gasps> only because I was so in it. So and I just wanted it to stop. Okay. It's a movie that does not stop. I do have a question for both of you, and you could say now that you've 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 seen the trailer, right? Yes. You've seen the yes. trailer? Now, I feel from someone who hasn't seen it that they already tell you a little bit too much in the trailer. Do you feel that's the case after you know? (laughs) Okay, good. Absolutely not. Because it's like there's some shot that I'm like, well, I didn't need to know that ahead of time. Really what you're seeing is mostly the inciting incident. So everything else that happens after that is just like batshit crazy. Okay. That's the only way I can describe it. So definitely thumbs up, go see it. Absolutely thumbs up and go see it. Like it's 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 you just want so much I wanted so much more for the characters. I mean like but they just kept okay. doing things that I was just like why? Okay, another question for both the people who've yeah. seen it. I just from the trailer, I'm kind of rooting for the guy who's it's his house. I'm not rooting for the intruders. Does mm. it <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anything I about think, him, no, so no, I yes. can't say. But from the trailer, I'm like, well, you kids broke into his house, and I don't like the douchebag guy from just the trailer. The girl's kind of meant, and I like the young guy who's going to be like the one who should be the, hey, guys, we probably shouldn't do this. So it's hard to go into that kind of a movie when it's like, you know, you're no, already rooting for the possible bad guy. That's true. And, and, and certainly when you meet them at the beginning of the film, I mean, you're just like seeing them. Right at the beginning. Yeah, you're, you're meeting them in the act of larceny. So you're like, oh, all right, I'm not really, like, these guys are punks. Right. So I'm not really invested in them. I'm thinking already, you know, they deserve what they can get. But okay. you do find some stuff out about it, you know a character okay. that you know at least gives them a little motivation about why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, they I do mean, have some reason. There's some heartbeat, yeah. to some of the characters. Okay, but the thing that I thought was so like kind of creepy is look at the first scene of the movie, like the the when it first starts out when it, the opening scene is just like you're like what the hell. So then when it kind of comes mm. back around. And you see it again, you're like, oh, snap. Like, I, you know, but even after that, you're still hanging on the edge of your seat because you don't expect it to take certain twists and turns that it takes. Mm. I mean, and I would agree, the one character that you, from from the trailer that you've seen, and I think that is probably the weakest character, is like the the punk of the three kids. Yeah, I mean, like like the guy who seems like a jerk that I'm like, well, I don't care. He's pretty much a kind of one no kind of cliche kind of character. Yes, Panic Room, definitely. Definitely got a Panic Room vibe from that. So someone says it more of a thriller then, because it's not supernatural, right? It's a home invasion it's with a spin. more of a thriller, I would okay. say. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. And then I want a quick shout out. Thank you, Jonathan. He's like, I've yes. been awake for 24 hours, but didn't want to miss Box Office Breakdown. Well, thank you hey. for watching. 
Yes, okay, I, I bit agree. of Panic Room. Panic Room was really good. Panic Room so. was okay. good. I'll have to check it out. Now I'm a little more intrigued because at yeah. first I was like, well. It has uh, that claustrophobic type of feel that Panic Room has to it. it. Mm-hmm. And you saw Lights Out. Somebody asked about Lights Out, too. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I didn't think it was that great. Oh, you didn't like it. I mm. thought you liked it. I liked Lights Out. Okay. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, okay. as I, one of the chatters, I kind of scrolled by. They said that she loved how uh, dark and twisted it got. And there is, yeah, okay. it does. Okay. Yeah, don't breathe <gasps> does get dark and twisted. Um, which was better, don't breathe, The Conjuring Two or The Witch? I would definitely have to say don't breathe. Well, I would say don't. The only problem with don't breathe though is they're different, like genre. They're different, things. but I mean they're both they're all in like horror. I would but... say of the three okay. that had me kind of again, this movie had me stressed out. Okay. So I neither of the other ones stressed me out. Your heart they were was just, racing. The, my heart was racing when I left. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For me, it yeah, was. I mean, because I think in, in the sense where I can see where your heart's racing a little bit more because it's a premise that everybody can buy into. You're trapped with somebody and you can't, I mean, he can't hear you, but you, so you got to be quiet. No, no, he as, can't see you. He can't see you, but you got to yeah. be quiet as, po- as possible. Sure. Yeah. So there are scenes in there, yeah. So yeah. you're like, oh, all right. It's easier to project yourself into that situation than dealing with some kind of supernatural possession or something right. like that. Okay. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, crazy. but no. So that was a, that was. Good to know. Yeah, that Glad was a, no, I, I, that was a lot of fun. It is a must see. <laughs> it has richest guy's seal of approval actually mm-hmm. yeah and, and mine as well i was a huge fan of that so uh, uh yeah it's uh curious to see if i mean as it did if it warrants uh, getting a sequel we'll see who knows I mean, mm. yeah we'll see but coming does in it a- end where is it an open ending one i don't want to ruin anything okay but yeah, that's you fine. could do you could uh, i mean the story could continue perhaps who knows okay Richest guy, shaking your head. I just again, I'm stressed. I'm st- <laughs> <laughs> so stressed right now. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, Octavia says, "What do you guys think of the ending? Too far fetched or plausible?" I'm like, I was gonna plug my ears, but I got hit. Well, <laughs> without spoiling it, because besides me not seeing it, there's other people watching this haven't seen it it's yet. Possible. I don't know if it's probable. Okay. Yes, I could see. There, there is one camera shot in there that I was like. Why are, you, why are you shooting that? That guy's blind. He can't see. <laughs> where they, they do a close-up on his face where you're supposed to be like, all right, he, you know, to give the idea, like, he's watching you. I was like, guys, he's blind. So that that shot really doesn't, like, creep me out. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. He actually started to creep me out more as you watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, and uh, Dad Detroit dude, as you say, so they robbed Daredevil. What I liked about this movie is that it didn't make his lack of uh, eyesight Make him like some kind of supernatural guy, like 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 Daredevil, where all his ha- senses are super enhanced. I mean, you can tell that. I mean, certainly he's become well, adept at being blind, but his his hearing is not like off the charts or anything. Yeah, like that. but Daredevil, besides his hearing, he was trained. He wasn't naturally like I got super powered. He went through special training to be where he is. Well, true, but I mean, when he Just got death with the radioactive according chemicals, to the show, one yeah. of it. But yes, okay, so he's but it's his house. You know your own house. Yes, but yeah. in the sense of terms like his hearing and stuff well, like that, it's not like... it is his house, right? Yeah, it is, it is yeah. his house, okay. but his hearing is not so, like, extreme, where it's like yeah. Daredevil where you hearing can pick up something in this movie is either going to be a big help to him or a very big hindrance to him, I will Ooh, say right. that. Richie Scott okay. with a little tease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey panel, check your tweet for Ben Hurlink. Oh, no. Yeah, Ben's we've back. had a couple people pop in saying that uh, uh, somebody died during the chariot racing in the uh, 59 Ben Hur. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think I've yes. heard that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Nelvin. Appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, oh, and then I, they're talking about what do you think of uh, Stephen Lang as cable? There's always that speculation who's going to play cable in Deadpool 2. So, 
mm-hmm. Stephen Lang, I could see him. I mean, I feel like that's such an that that is a clear like one of those casting choices. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I could buy that. I mean, he looks mm. like you imagine him to look like. But who knows? I also uh, the, the name that was floating around was uh, Coach from Friday Night Lights. So it was like possible. So I'm like, really? Okay, Kyle Chandler. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting back to the box office, speaking of superheroes, coming in at number two, Suicide Squad. Wow, they're still hanging in that yeah, box they, office. Man, well, I mean, there really yeah, wasn't yeah. else much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so I is guess, this? Are these the people that are like, yeah, we haven't seen it yet, or are these the second think. viewers? Yeah. I think it's probably a combination. Yeah. Uh, it made a little over twelve million dollars. So uh, right now, that's it's not it. bad for yeah. being out. For you know, so there long. are things that I did like about it upon further reflection. When I mean, over. you know, it was a it was a fun it's movie. It's kind of fun. Right? Fun to, exactly. It's kind of like that. It's it's the first movie. It's kind of like how they got together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It definitely wasn't Avengers, but it was a nice little setup for what could possibly be something really great mm. to come in the future. Okay. Yeah, I just you know I I just feel like. Again, it's one of those films where I just feel like the, the, there's so much more potential than, than was seen in this film and this characters and the storyline. I, I mean, at least really it fun. wasn't a Fantastic Four. I mean, <laughs> True, it wasn't that, but it was also, like like I said last week, it was just mediocre. I just watched it and I'm just kind of like, meh, all right, okay. fine, thanks. And but I mean I as a comic book fan if they make a sequel or when they make a sequel yeah. I will, I'll be there I'll still be oh, seeing it. Oh for sure, it. absolutely. So. Stalking every minute of that production. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, coming in at number three, we had Kubo and the Two Strings. Hanging in there. Woo, go for yeah. Kubo. Uh, almost a little under $8 million. Shout out to everyone still seeing that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, I feel like it's another one of those things that's going to be so well critically received. But uh, yet it's. Um, did you guys, I know uh, for people on Twitter, you can look. I tweeted at these dudes and hashtag box office breakdown. There was an article online specifically about what we talked about of the casting of the voice talent for Kubo. Because we did kind of mention of like, well, uh, what ethnicity are the people who did the voices and does it really matter because you see them or not and such. And the article was actually rather a nice look at um, how they did that process and the director talking about how they did a little bit more colorblind casting. Like it literally was like mm. the voice and like can you act and emote the emotions because it's we won't see you. Yeah. So it was actually a good little article. So look at hashtag box office breakdown and there should be that post there. Mm. Sadly, that's one of those things that so many people will not read. Like, you almost wish that that article that came out, like when you bought your movie ticket, so you could read it, or like when you saw the poster, yeah. like read this article too. So, so people that would just, just by first glance, just like, all right, I don't need to know anymore. I'm not going to see it because I didn't cast any. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people went went against it because of that reason. Um, I think it's definitely being a word of mouth thing that's really good, and then also. Um, them showing the amazing behind-the-scenes videos of how they do stuff. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's just amazing. And then they had a video on YouTube. I think I tweeted it, too, yes. so check that one, where they showed the song and the cover of it. It's so beautiful. Just go look at Box Office Breakdown on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's amazing Gorgeous. seeing like the advances in stop-motion animation, oh my God. Uh, how much has progressed and how much yes. technology has really helped just uh, – Given given the artist's ability to achieve so many different things and, and so much quicker, so much more quicker than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number four. Speaking of uh, animated films, Sausage Party came in from Sony, uh, seven point five million dollars. Still hanging in there. I know. I was like getting ready for a bad pun. I'm like, no, not quite. Um, I was I was actually trying to think of a clever one. It's still up there. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it hasn't Me tired liking. out. It's more than a four minute. No, I don't. Uh, well, wait. It's a three week. It's a more than a two week man. I don't know. It hasn't gone limp. Yes. There we go. Thank you. That's a good little more direct. Yes. <laughs> but it, it could. 
Yeah. <laughs> Richie, I mean, it's still in the, it's still in the top five. Are you going to change yeah, your mind and go see it? I mean, true. you know. No, I did meet a kid who was 13 who went with his older brother, and the mom's like, yeah, sure, whatever, it's an animated movie. And he oh, didn't like it at all, though. The 13-year-old, I didn't ask what his brother liked, I forgot to ask, but he was like, no, like that, it was too intense of making fun of everything in, in like, you know, just like, uh, and he was like, I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and then we got somebody asking in the chat. Yeah, uh, Quinn, our other host, is still uh, on a job thing, so she will be back. Yes, she'll probably be back she towards the return. end of September. Like yeah. the Joker. Like- flaccid, thank you. Someone else in the chat, good word to use for... It hasn't gone flaccid yet for Saucy Stay Party. hanging is too richy. <laughs> Thanks, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Octavia, I can undergrad. I agree with your opinion. You can see Kubo. This is why we can't get nice things. Yeah. No, that, that is definitely a shame. Or it could be one that like people like it a lot after because I feel some of their other films, like films, people see it later on. You know, they're not necessarily the first run, but it's like on DVD or online afterwards. Mm-hmm. No, very true. Now, rounding out our top five is another movie some of us saw here this weekend. Uh, good old The Mechanic Resurrection with their boy Jason Statham. Ugh. Yes, I saw it. Aha, now uh, tell us how it. it was. You saw everything this weekend, right? Yeah, you I saw it. You were just like we were living in the theater, right? I did, yeah. I did. That was my Saturday. It was just dedicated, dedicated to being in the movies all day. I, I, was like, was like I did good, it for you guys. But you know what? That sounds guys. like a good Saturday, though. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you, kind of you, know, like you get that Saturday. popcorn, you get that free refill. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you get plenty of food to eat during the True. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I will spare no expense or uh, time for for these box office. <laughs> <fans. laughs> I love you guys. You know, I, I've done this show too long now because I'm watching the movie and I'm already thinking about what I'm going to be saying. I'm like, just stop it. Just <laughs> oh watch my God, the I did that right after it. I left the movies. I was, I was like, no, like I already know. But this movie, I wasn't able to be so immersed in it that I was disconnected and thinking about, all right, so I'll just... You weren't able ahead. to be so immersed in it? Right. Um, I Why? feel the problem with Mechanic. I... Like Jason Satham. I generally have seen most Jason Satham movies and the action movies. And the first one was really good. I remember liking it, going, yeah, that was a cool action movie. But this one just felt, like, detached. Like, nobody felt super invested in, like, any of it. And there was just some weird, unnecessary... I, like, normally editing doesn't bother me so much, even though I have done editing. But, like, the beginning of the movie has these random shots and sequences that were, like... Why did we have this? There's no need. And it just was really kind of like, uh. And then um, there's just some stuff in it. Like, this is a wait for Netflix one. Oof, for yes, sure. Definitely. It's just that like. That is the curse uh, right there. It. I mean, I like Jason Statham. I like Jessica Alba. And I just, I felt there wasn't really a lot of chemistry between them. <laughs> Zero. There was no plot development for her. Um, no character development for anybody. Jessica Alba, like, is just like... She was wh- just a pretty face and, like, that, and body. That's it. Like, this, there's a shot where she goes underwater and it's like, oh, cool, because he can see her from the beach underwater. That's why we're watching this? I guess... No, we're just watching her swim. Oh, oh. okay. I follow. But then they had him shirtless a whole lot, too, so I was like, cool, it's, you know, equal visuals for everybody, but it was still like, eh. I just felt like a yeah. lot of it, especially at the end, uh, where it takes place on this big yacht... Uh, I just felt like some of it was just shot like over at, uh, for those of you that live around uh, Hollywood, Falls Lake is a, a popular filming location mm, at Universal mm-hmm. Studios where you just have like a little area, a little a quarry that you can fill up with water. You have a giant blue screen in the background mm-hmm. that you can insert any digital image. It felt like that's where they filmed it because everything looks so like 
a blue screen or green screen for those scenes. It just like they did they not feel so, like. And his fighting, he was like too perfect all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what the entire time? I like I'm used. To, they know he's special and they know he's talented because the other bad guy is like, oh, he knows who he is and blah blah. blah. But there's at no point where it's like, man, your bodyguards suck. He killed all of them. Yeah. Spoilers, but not really a spoiler, guys, because it's one of those, because of course he can do everything. Yeah, it's like watching like, like it was a like Mission James Impossible Bond. Movie, yeah, and Mission with, Impossible. But where <laughs> everything, I mean, but with everything goes exactly perfect. Oh, perfect, yeah. yes. And nothing, there's no, there's like yes. Mission Impossible, there's always the tension where like, oh, the plan's kind of gone off the rails. How are we going to recover and still make this happen? Yeah, and None it was that just, happens. Glad I didn't and waste my like time scene, seeing that one. <laughs> there's a scene when he's with Jessica Alba, and there was some cute chemistry at the, like, the wedding they go to, and they're kind of like, have, like, there was some cute chemistry there, but he has this plot line, like, I'm gonna get you away, and I'm gonna save you, and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, nothing happens. And then people show up, and you're like, wait, what, what happened to that plan? Though, Tommy Lee Jones was kind of awesome in it. <laughs> he was his so soul funny. Patch. I could not stop looking at his soul patch. And his glasses and his earrings. <laughs> he was great. There's a comment in the in the chat. Yeah. Two comments, really, I kind of want to draw uh, yes. your attention to. Yes. is One is about Jessica Alba just being either, A, a pretty face or, or not being able to act. Sometimes I feel like she's not able to accurately portray something that I want her to portray. I liked her in, like... Um, and I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Good luck, Chuck. She's good okay. in romantic comedies. I think romantic yes, comedies, she's I think sweet that and adorable. that is her wheelhouse right there. Yeah. And, oh, Dark Angel, I did like her in that way back when, TV show. Um, I oh, didn't yeah. really love her in uh, Fantastic Four that much. She I was, was great like, and never been kissed. Uh, yeah, so romantic comedies and like very specific action movies. So I don't think it's, she's just a pretty face, but I felt this character was like there was no, there's, uh, and I'm even I'm also one of those people. I'm like eh, I don't really need that much character development, but this movie had like none for like anybody. So then the second comment in the in the yeah. chat was yes. that Jason makes the same movies over and over and over again. Uh there uh, a lot of his movies are very similar mm-hmm. which that's what, I mean I like him and I like those movies but generally it's the first one that's really good like cr- we talked about that like crank was cool that one's kind of crazy transporter was cool the first was mechanic spy. was cool I didn't see spy spy yeah spy, um, spy is a nice tweak on on his uh, yeah. kind of customary kind of role um, I mentioned blitz that's not quite that was a british one um yeah, someone mentioned Dark Angel. Oh, yeah, thank you. Dark Angel was the bomb. Which, random side note, did you guys notice if you saw Hitman, which also was like, all right, that was just a fun one. But I know that a lot of people hated that one. They took the exact scenes from Dark Angel and put it in Hitman as, like, his memories of a child. I'm like, these are from Dark Angel. It's the exact <laughs> shots, guys. Go watch. It's the exact, like, because they're all kids, so it doesn't wow. matter on the age, like, and what they look like. So it's like his memories of it. So anyway, side note. Act, Octavio, you're right. She's a billionaire. She's not hungry for acting anymore. Yeah. No, that's true. It's uh, I get again with... Uh, Neither would I. Mechanic Resurrection. It was another one of those we often talk a lot yeah. about, like, who wanted this movie? Because the first one didn't blow the sales off the box office. It was cool, like, but yeah. Internationally, mostly. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it, there were, it did warrant enough money, enough of a... It had got enough of a box office yeah. success mm-hmm. that it warranted a sequel. I... Still surprised. It's and like, oh yeah, I was gonna say it again, but yeah, Blitz was a good one, British one he did, and that was like a cop entanglement movie. But that was less like crazy action, you know. It's a little more realistic. So no, he's a good. He, he Jason Statham. Uh, he's fun to watch on screen, and he's and he's a great actor. It's just sometimes I wish he had a little bit better material yeah. to work and with. We've had a lot of people say he um, 
He's the same character in every movie. But you know what? There are those actors. They're the same character in every movie, but you will go watch them every single time because you like that character. And that's one of those you do or you don't. Yeah. That's and then true. sometimes when they change it up, you go, ooh, but that's not what you play normally because then people get upset when they do that. So, mm. yeah. There could be some truth to that. Yeah. Now, uh, talking about our uh, people playing roles that we've known them for, uh, getting to the international box office numbers, good old Jason Bourne, he rode back to the top of the box office in the international mar- markets yes. there. Uh, coming off of a $50 million start in China. China was where the action happened this weekend in the international box office. The and action oh, is always wait, happening in I China. I found this. I, wa- I read an article on this one. is for Bourne. Um, it was playing in 3D in, oh, I want to say it's Singapore... Darn, I'll look it up again. But it was playing in um, a, an area over in Asia where almost all the theaters, most of the movies are 3D. But almost everyone wanted their money back because um, they were getting like nauseated because that movie was so jumpy in its action. Mm. And so they had to do refunds. And they're like, um, yeah. So anyways, Born, <laughs> don't see it in 3D. And then it's interesting that in Asia, they were like, no, not 3D. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like the uh, the shaky cam for that. I felt like it wasn't as extreme as it was in uh, the sequel, uh, the second Born film, uh, Born Supremacy. Yeah, I don't. No, think... Born, no, wait, Born Ultimatum. Yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like there was a need to do that movie in three D. No, the, for, but it's yeah. one of those. It, it was. A, it's like a theater, and almost everything they show is in three D. So they're giving people their money back, and then they're going to do it in regular. I would have wanted my money back too. Yeah. Although I did like the movie. It just didn't feel like it needed that. Yeah. Some movies feel like they need it, and then some are just like, well, why would we even... Like, it yeah. doesn't affect the movie in any way, shape, or form in a good way. Oh. Yeah, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, I feel like... Yeah, I, I can understand why people would want that. Because I, I remember when I saw the, the second... Uh, the first uh, Paul Greenrest Born film I did, Born Ultimatum, that uh, I was seeing it in a the theater, and during when it got really shaky cam and all that stuff, that somebody a few rows up from me, they did throw up in the middle of the screen. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, they did sad. lose it. I was like, oh, and you could just... Hear like the the smell as it kind of went back oh, along no. the like row after row was like oh 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 oh. But see that smell can make people. Ooh, thank you. Someone else. Uh, bank job. That was really good too. Yes, that was a good see, one. See, he has made some good no, ones. No, he does. And then someone else pointed out in the chat that uh, Tom Cruise plays the same kind of character all the time as well. But that's a good character as well. You know. You know something though. I feel like Tom Cruise has a little bit more charisma. Different kind of charisma. Oh well, you yeah, because he can like, do he a can little bit different. Be different. I feel Jason like Jason Bourne's will just same. well, Jason kind of. Statham. Will I mean, sorry, also just Jason give you Statham. Yes, the same uh, the entire yeah. time. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I feel like Tom Cruise can give you a little bit more vulnerability. Yeah, he has sure. and sarcasm and Ooh. just little elements. I yeah. like uh, we got from Hugh in the chat. Tom Cruise is 100 percent in each movie. He never winks at the audience. Can I mean, tell. you can definitely say that. I mean, I still remember him jumping up and down on Oprah's couch. So <laughs> he is always 110 percent in everything. <laughs> Thing that he does. Yeah. Now, uh, another movie, uh, another film that uh, really did well in the international box office this weekend was Ice Age as well. Wow. I mean, that, yes. Uh, Ice Age 5 captured 42.5 million worth of acorns, as I say in the markets, <laughs> and logged into its biggest opening weekend in 2016 for a non local animated title. And mm-hmm. number two for the international weekend overall, the fr- it made over $50 million in 37 markets. So, so far, its overseas total is $306.7 million. And that's a movie that we really haven't talked about a lot. And I feel like in the States, it eh, just kind of you know, did okay and then just kind of went away. Yeah. But, man, internationally, it is doing blockbuster stuff. Yeah, someone mentioned in the chat, like, these movies are great. So, no disrespect to that. We just haven't seen them all. And no. I remember seeing at least the first two, maybe the third. But, 
Um, hmm. Yeah, apparently people like it, so yeah. go I mean, go for it. And they, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> the, the animation yeah. streak continues overseas, though, with uh, the Secret Life of Pets. It got another twenty four point six million dollars in fifty seven territories, mm-hmm. and that brings it up to three hundred seventy one point two million dollars. Uh, so it's oh, it's basically just crossed the seven hundred million dollar worldwide mark. So. Right now, it's at $724.4 million. <laughs> Someone said, I wish Ice Age would melt. Ah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's been like the plot of part of it. It's like, well, it's changing. Now, you, if you would have told me that after like the first or second Ice Age, that we, someday we'd be seeing Ice Age 5, I'd be like, come on, really? Well, it's like Land Before Time, like 15 or something. I mean, no, they weren't in theaters, but yeah. still, the fact that they keep making... Yeah, keep, but, have kept. I don't know. It's one of those. Are they still making? I don't know if they're still making. <laughs> it, yeah, but I figure there's that that Gosh. point where they crosses over to more to like direct to TV or direct to video. We okay. have got news. Uh, Warcraft may get a sequel without a U.S. release. What? Oh, what a shame, Richie! Well, like, like, Richie is like, somewhere you else. Get it later. I want to yeah. see it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I just had to mention that, guys. <laughs> no, no. And fine. lastly, for international box office news, Suicide Squad. We've been talking a little bit about that, but it uh, it's still doing well internationally as well. It got another $19.6 million in its fourth week, bringing it to $353.1 million overseas and $636 million globally. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So even though Sony, yeah, Sony's Don't Breathe uh, did number one here in the box office, uh, basically it's kind of starting a little short, uh, smally in seven markets, and it's just going to go at $1.9 million. I wonder how popular home invasion films are in other countries. I Because, be like, that's a genre here within horror, in, in a way. Because, um, yeah, horror has so many sub-genres, but home invasion is one that we've done a lot. No, that's true. I guess we'll find out next week and kind of yeah. see how it goes. Now, one thing, folks, hey, if your home's getting invaded, you know, I, you always have to worry about, are they going to raid my fridge? Are they going to mm. steal all my food? Are you going to be able to keep them out and have food in your fridge? That's true. Yes. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, and if they look, maybe maybe they look at the cupboards are bare, maybe the fridge is bare. Maybe you don't have time to go out and shop or anything like that. Get food. Mm-hmm. You know, those, what you to don't, do? Yeah, those, those, uh, those young miscreants that are breaking into your house are going <laughs> to judge you. They're going to just tell everybody, this guy doesn't have any food in his place. Uh, I mean, that's true, but that doesn't have to be because if you want, you can go to Blue Apron. Now, Blue Apron is supposed to be, and what their mission is, is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. So look at that. Any of us, you watching, us right here on the panel, all of us, we could do some home cooking, man. Impress everybody, all our friends, our loved ones, a date perhaps, DJ Rich's guy. There you go, cooking. You know, yeah. always, always schmoozing, you know. <laughs> look at that. Always. Now, the way the Blue Apron achieves this is by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. So Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And as a result, seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef is raised humanely. Chickens are free-range. Pork is raised naturally. And regenerative farming practices are used for produce. Basically, Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 995 of food deserts uh, and, and uh, food deserts. Now, because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for your recipe, they are reducing food waste. So basically, everything that you need to create that recipe is in the box and nothing else. You don't have to worry about any unwanted leftovers that you're just going to get tossed out. Nice. Yeah. Now, uh, basically cooking together, that builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Cooking together, it's always fun. Everybody kind of gets together in the kitchen. It's like a mm-hmm. nice communal place. Talk about your day, have a lot of fun, have a good laugh. So where some good family memories are made. And those who spend a lot of eating out or uh, high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a healthy, delicious meal. Now, some of these meals that are available coming up in September, 
Just listen to this. Get ready. Your taste buds are going to start mm-hmm. watering. Mm-hmm. Paprika spice shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn. Mm. That sounds delicious. Uh, spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad. Sounds fancy. Eggplant and chickpea tangine with island pepper, tomato, and couscous. And how about summer udon noodle salad with cherry mm. tomatoes, corn, and sweet summer uh, summer sweet pepper. Exotic. Oh, they all sound so exotic. Yes. Now, uh, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients taste better and are better for you. So it's important to know where your food comes from. Uh, so basically, that's what I love about Blue Apron. You can you know exactly where everything's been sourced from. So uh, if you have any questions about anything's come from, if you uh, is this for me? Is it good? Is it high quality? Blue Apron takes care of it for you. So when that package arrives, you can open it up, cook with everything, and know that everything's going to taste delicious. Now, uh, Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest standards of quality. And whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron's bringing you the best. Now, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Yeah, look at that. Free shipping, Ooh. guys. By going to blueapron.com slash box office. I got our own Discount code. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Guys, that's blueapron.com slash box office. Blue Apron, guys. It's simply a better way to cook. Mm. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Maybe hungry now. Yes. And I just ate. <laughs> now, uh, coming up, as we talked about, uh, we do have the, the Light Between Oceans. That's one of the films. Uh, basically, our only film to be coming out next week. Uh, but uh, as we always like to do, a top five inspired by the upcoming film, we're going to be doing the top five Michael Fassbender box office films. Uh, so, yeah, some really good ones here in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number five, we've got Prometheus, which you know, that, that is a movie uh, that I know a lot of fans are divided on. In terms of how it, how it, how it relates to the Alien franchise, it's Ridley Scott's return to that. Uh, that movie bother it's 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 shot incredibly well. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and the set design yeah. is great. The story drives me bonkers. There's a lot of people making dumb dumb yes. mistakes. Yes, I was gonna say I'm like I'm trying to remember what I thought of. I'm like no, I liked it, but there were like okay, I'm not a scientist, but there were scientists scientific things they did. That I'm like. Oh. Yes, let me touch the unknown substance yes. <laughs> with my bare fingers. Oh, listen, these are things no that mask. make the movie, though. No, no but way. it's so frustrating. <laughs> no, no. I, it's like I, I would be so much more appreciative of a film where if everybody's operating at the top of their intelligence and still and then that's, stuff happen. that's fine because that's yes. what happens in the real world. Sometimes I yes. think they feel like they have to rationalize the bad thing that happens. Uh, did you say, at Richie? Least, like... Like Charlize Theron's character in there, uh, a terrible, like just a, like a cipher of a character, and the way she goes out in that movie is ridiculous. I Where just, she's running away from the ship as it, it just rolls right around. like that was she's just running in a straight line basically. I know it's like the Indiana Jones and the ball run oh. to the side. Listen, yes. the the people in the chat are loving it. I love Prometheus. I'm I, not saying I hate it. I'm just saying there are shaming. parts in it you're like, uh, no. No, there. I you know, and it's a movie. Oh, that, thank you. Yeah, someone said they love it, but yes, there's a lot of plot holes. There's so many plot holes, and it is a movie that would drive me bonkers if I think about the story. And yet, just visually, it is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, there are so many great things to watch, and the scene where she uh, is trying to get uh, rid of the uh, the alien. <gasps> yes. Oh, man. Yeah. That yep. is great. When she's in the surgery little pod. Yes. See, oh, and I like her too. It sounds yes. more like you're loving this by the moment. Maybe it's a love-hate relationship. I think that's what but it is. But you know, it's it's the same thing with like Descent. It's when they use that random carabiner that's stuck in the wall. Now, I'm at least an amateur climber, and I'm like, no. You do not use some random one in some cave somewhere. Maybe some other places, but not when your life depends on it. I'm sorry. That's a no. <laughs> yes. 
I like what that. Was it? The one stop flattle where they thought like the, the the little snake creature was like some kind of cute little thing, and they touch it, and then it goes up the guy's arm Seriously, and breaks it. You're like, what do you uh, mean? That was just yes. ridiculous. Uh, coming in at number four though is probably my my favorite of the X Men franchise films, uh, X Men yes. First Class. That this one, one by Matthew Vaughn. Did like, mm-hmm. did like, yes, did like it. a lot. Because it was Actually. a great way to like reboot it with a new, fresh perspective, but still the characters we like. But I wish in a they had angle, more of a you know? of a game plan with that whole situation. You know, I I really wish they had just done a clean break and not try to attach it to the the first three films. If they just said, "Hey, we're rebooting the, st- the storyline." Rebooting the franchise and starting it right here, I would have liked that because their attempts of kind of bridging the two yeah. have not been as elegant no. as I, they would like it to be, and it just mm. makes it just like ugh. It's for me, it just takes me too out of my head where they're trying to connect those two franchises together or those mm. two port parts of the film franchise together. Yeah. Keep them separate. It's one of those. It's the same characters but just slightly different stories, well, the, which it's okay. The fact that Alex Summers is Scott Summers' older brother just constantly irks me. Like no, 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 he's Scott's younger brother. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Havoc should not be the older brother in that relationship. What's going on there? Uh, number three for Michael Fassbender, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, which is my least favorite performance of his in the mm. course of those X-Men films. Hmm. He just basically has nothing to do in that movie except just stand around a lot in like a little CG uh, magnetic yes. field. You know, that is kind of true. But, I mean, how many times can he be the main villain? Yeah, but, uh, you know, you can still do a, an interesting character arc yeah. with him. You know, I felt like the most inter- interesting stuff that happened to him happened before the movie started. And, like, you're meeting him, like, after the things I would have liked oh, to Oh, the backstory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would have mm-hmm. been more interesting to watch than what we saw in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. By the time that happens, you're like, oh, okay, great, sir. Uh, number two is a movie that, I, you know, if, when I think about Michael Fassbender, I often forget this movie. Uh, but it's 300, which was a really fun, enjoyable Love movie. Love that movie. Yeah, that is great. So it's a spot off. Yeah, that's the Zack Snyder I enjoy. Have you seen it? There's like a really short little animation where it's two. It's very animated. Like it's not realistic looking. It's two chubby penguins and it's a penguin who kicks the other one and their voice is like digital chipmunk high pitched. It's, it's so good. It's like, he's <laughs> Sparta! <laughs> You're like, what? And not even that. And that's like a bad impression, but it was just great. Uh, I, I lo- hey, there you go. I did like the four scene in Apocalypse. That yeah, was really cool. It was cool, but then it was just like, man, could we just like, you know, just how much can we pile on Magneto in that scene? It's like, ugh. Yeah. Right. Uh, and coming as we're talking about X-Men, his number one film for the box office for Michael Fassbender, X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, you know, a fun film. I mean, not yeah. as good as the original source material. One. But I mean, a good job. Cool. Of, I mean, if you're going to attempt to kind of connect those two spectrums of the franchise together. I liked it. I felt like yeah. there was a sense of urgency in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I mean, that was, so far that and uh, First Class, by far the highlights. Funny, random, someone said they hadn't, back to 300, they hadn't seen it because Zack Snyder killed DC for me. Okay, well, funny thing with 300, that's very different from the graphic novel because the graphic novel's really short. I read it. And um, the, I, I like the changes they made. Like, his wife's character has, like, the tiniest part in the graphic novel, but in the movie it's, like, way bigger and does so much more, and there's just a lot more that happens in the movie. So... Do recommend the graphic novel, but that was I one where I'm like, I love the movie too, and I like time. the graphic novel. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. Now, uh, before we get into the, our uh, little uh, little presses right for the week that was, uh, we're, we've got our basically the, <laughs> we've only got our just one. We've got wow. just our one one major well, release one this week. Major, yeah. Yes, the light between oceans there with Michael Fassbender. Uh, so we're, we'll uh, do our top five right here to kind of figure out where that's going to fall amongst our our previous top five here of Don't Breathe, Suicide Squad, Kudo, Sausage Party, and Mechanic Resurrection. Does anybody honestly think that the the light between oceans has a chance of cracking the top five? 
I think like, uh, again, again, so, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's probable. If probably, if anything, yeah. it's probably going to be at five. But that's just me. All right. A couple people in the chat were talking about Assassin's Creed. Now that looks really cool. I'm excited for that one. Uh, uh, I well, could, Rachel uh, Weiss is in it too, and she's a medium pull for people. Like, it's people who like her might be like, yay. Um, it's rom- It's a drama that I feel it's going to be a very specific group of people that are going to see this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll go first for, so, for our, my top five predictions. I predict that okay. the box office is going to stay exactly the same as it is. Oh, my story. God. That's what I was thinking, too. Yes. I don't think there will be any change. Seth, I, I almost think- kind of wanted to throw that movie in there for number five Ooh. just to be, yeah, you know... Yeah, I can't do something fun, but I don't I, know. I can't. I can't see it changing. I, I just think that that the, the box office of that film is not going to be enough to top even Mechanic Resurrection on its second week. Oh, there you go. Somebody pointed in the chat. Thank you very much. Wasn't our hands? Is this hands of stone? Hands of stone. Yes, our hands of stone. Is that, the was one that, our we did. that was our bet last. That was our bet. Yeah. Yes. So we were so going to. It didn't make the top five at all. No, it did not. It came no. in at one point. We're going to get to that in just a second. But first, yeah. we'll do our top five here for the next week. You know what? I don't want to be like Ditto, but I kind of agree that I don't think... Fine. To be different, I'll say it will get five... Yeah. It'll be Don't Breathe, Suicide Squad, Kubo, Sausage Party. They'll probably stay there. And then um, Light Between Oceans. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just like one... Richie? Yeah. I'm going to just go with the same from this past yeah. week. Because I, mean, I just... You know, I watched the trailer... Um, and I, you know, barely made it through, but, um, (laughs) I just felt like, I don't know. This one also felt like it could have been on the Hallmark channel. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel like, am I going to the movies to see that? It's kind of like Titanic. This is just going to end bad. Or it's one of those, what they tell you from the trailer, you're like, okay, so this one's very subjective personal opinion on it, but it's the idea that, you know, they've got this baby, and they're like, well, it's my baby, and then the birth mother comes, and it's like, well, it's no my baby, and then, like, the ownership of that child, essentially, and I'm like, well, you're both the mom, so... It is very Lifetime movie, I'm telling (sighs) you guys. Like, that's what it looks like from the trailer. And I'm adopted, so I'm even more like... But you're both like that, like her argument of like not giving the kid to like to know the birth parent. I'm already like, hmm, so annoyed with it. I'm like, I don't even know this movie, and it makes me like <laughs> ugh, stink face about it. Yeah, so I mean, I think that we kind of reached yeah. like there's one of those like little slow spots of the year, box office wise, where you're just getting you know like the dull, the doldrums of late August, early September. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had a couple people point that out on Twitter and stuff that it's uh, back to school season, so yeah. it's kind of just... Bleh. Yeah, it's going to be a couple yeah. weeks of kind of like, eh, and then we'll start picking back up again. November. Yeah. yeah. Or even in October, we'll start seeing some good stuff yeah. over there. Yeah, maybe some good <sighs> more horror ones for October. Yeah. So uh, we won't watch much on our top five. We had, I think we're pretty much all in agreement that we're going to see pretty this much... This is probably going to yeah. stay the same. Uh, so yes, as we talked about already, as we get in for a box office bet, last week we did do Hands of Stone. I uh, made about $1.7 uh, so uh, way under any of our predictions, <laughs> we predicted way high on that one. Wait, what uh, were our numbers? Uh, Richie came in with twelve million, uh, Carrie eleven, and I had ten point five. And what was the number again? One point seven, guys. So oh, wait, oh, what? Yes. Ouch. Yeah, Hansa Stone to... really Ooh. did not, not, not. Yeah, did not punch its way uh, out oh of the Oh my god! I don't even think we should count this. So uh, sadly, wow. uh, Richie Sky, get ready for a little Hansa Stone action. <laughs> 
I'm totally. I'm not even. I'm not playing the game this week, guys. <laughs> I'm this not is, playing the game. Well, I mean, this well, is this is uh, the game we've chosen to play. This is a, a rough one. It's going to be the light. Between I cannot oceans. keep seeing movies I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, we are going to have to come up with a new game. If it's this bad of a weekend of what's coming out, could we change it and be like, you got to see something that you haven't seen yet, regardless of, but not the ones that you're already stacked up. So, like something else in theaters that you hadn't seen yet. Besides your previous bets. Okay. Yes? I like it. And, you know, because it's like, uh, if you really don't want to and that's the only thing, it should be like, well, maybe, you know, something else. <laughs> Sylvia actually has to see Ooh, it because she 13, gets 13 million. Million. Yeah, you got to go too, Sylvia. All right, <laughs> Sylvia, you and Richie can uh, commiserate about You guys about can tweet during the movie There might other. be some great boxing scenes in there. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, you can at least take that away. And uh, Usher's got a great 70s fro in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to go see it now. <laughs> All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the box office bet uh, well, is going to center around uh, Light Between Oceans. Uh, oh, boy. Oh. Four. Four. Carrie comes out of the gate strong with $4 million. I'm just saying Now, I mean, just to keep in mind, guys, uh, just for our predictions here, uh, a couple notes on those is that uh, Michael Fassbender's last two dramas that came out were both uh, Macbeth and Steve Jobs. Now, uh, Macbeth did about $68,000, and uh, Steve uh, Jobs, for its opening weekend, did about $521,000 for its opening weekend. So those are the numbers we're kind of working with here. So Life Between Oceans? Two. Change my mind. Uh, two. All right. go two. Richie Sky? 2.5. 2.5? Man, why even think? Like, Hands of Stone came in at 1.7. I feel like that would be more interesting for people to watch. I'm going to go. We got 35,000 in the I, chat. Yeah. I, ooh, Hugh going strong with 3.5? <laughs> I felt wow. like It's too, a bad weekend strong, when you're yeah. saying that someone's yeah. going strong with 3.5. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't bet the house, Hugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Everybody giving love. Yeah, Jen love. was saying, it was saying wow. 10 million. I'm going to go with my two. And even that, I'm like, oh, that might be too yes. high. Yes. I, I was going to say 1.5 for. Uh, for Light Between Oceans. Didn't he say that? He said 2.5. 2.5? You can do 1.5. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, yeah. I, I just, I so feel like. Two. Yeah. I, I, Someone I just, said 9,000. Okay, I'll change mine to $2. Two. <laughs> six. Uh, six. Oh. Six. Adelia, six wow. Million? No way. Oh. All over 900,000. Listen, 000, yeah. I think everybody's just kind of spooked because of Hands of Stone, honestly. I really do. I feel like somebody's going to go see this movie. There are people that are, that want to be sad. Yeah, but I I, I don't it's, think it's gonna be. But it's not like a romantic drama. It's a weird like family stuff. Yeah. Like you know the other oh totally before you, me before you. Yeah. Like that was sappy romance thing, and that obviously drew people, and that was a book. So this one, um, is just not the same. Like oh romance, like to, that draws that crowd. So. Yeah. <laughs> No. Someone said it looks better than Usher's Lifetime movie. Mm. Well, which it just depends on what type of Lifetime movie you like. You want yeah. something sad, or do you want something filled with action? Yeah. What do you want? What do you yeah. people want? Yeah, it, uh, man, it's just I, we're all like. Ugh. How do you like your Lifetime movie? Whew. 
I, it's always interesting that distinction between what uh, I mean. I guess because you get Michael Fassbender, you get Michael Fassbender. That's something that you want to see that you put in theaters. Maybe he's a draw for people. I guess we'll find out. I, not mm. no, no. I feel like people are, uh, like Octavio and things like that. I could understand where he's saying you don't think it'll touch one million or even a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, I feel my two is gonna be high. I feel but... like Carrie might be seeing a movie. I know. Well, I want to go. I do want to go see uh, Don't Breathe now. You listen. You have to go see "Don't Breathe." I know it sounds so good, and I feel like you know we've talked about it enough as a suspense, but we haven't even given you the uh, no good stuff. We haven't even given you any of the good stuff. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Light Between Oceans is being released in 1,500 screens. Hands of Stone had 810 screens. Okay. Well, interesting. That's some of the yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that, <laughs> it's that, a ghost town this month for theaters. It is. I went to the theaters on uh, Sunday and it was packed. But I mean, there's it's a cheaper theater. I went to a Cinemark, and that one had lots of people going. So I was actually surprised. Mechanic how, was pretty full. Yeah, and I was surprised Ben Hur, even on second week, and given how poorly it did the first week, it still had a nice little crowd in there. Yeah, even on a, on, on a matinee on a Saturday. So, so I think people are still going. Yeah. See? Way to beat the heat, kind of a thing. Oh, Last Jonathan, right Michael Fassbender can't open a movie, guys. Legend, uh. but listen, Legend says, love a good lifetime thriller movie. See. Mother may sleep with danger. <laughs> Sweet, all right, Jen. Yes, all right. I'll go with you. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Jonathan has a point. Assassin's Creed. I feel like no. I think Assassin's Creed. No, but Creed. that one is a totally different ball yes. game. Completely different because it's one they've done way better advertising. They've been advertising for a while. Yeah. It's based on a huge popular game franchise, so that already has a big built-in audience. Yeah, there's tons <coughs> Warcraft. Of- no, 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 but, like, Assassin's Creed is a different kind of thing, too. <laughs> but Warcraft is, like, it's a different group of people who play I just that. wanted to bring and it up And there's been so many parkour videos of people who do, like, Assassin's Creed, like, on their own. So that gets interest, so I think that one's good. How did Prince of Persia do? No, I, I uh, mean, it did fine. Did, it didn't but do that, well. is that yeah. is that as big of a franchise as Assassin's Creed? At the time, it was. It was? Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, was, it had a lot going behind it. I would have to go look up how Prince of Persia did. Yeah. Well, you know, but, but that's I, also a different kind of movie. Like this one looks techie, and then it's then it's the other world. So yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal or Michael Fassbender, I'd rather watch Michael Fassbender. So I'm um, yeah, but yeah, it's not out yet. Yeah. All right, so guys, that's gonna do it for this episode Ooh. of Popcorn Talk here on Box Office Breakdown. But as always, thanks so much for watching. You can like us on Facebook. Facebook, there you go. You can do that. Give us those five stars mm-hmm. on iTunes. Thanks so much for hopping in the chat. We love having you guys interact with us during the course of the show. Uh, we'll find out who is right for their box office bet next week. Uh, we'll see. You know, Lee Jen uh, going for strong with $10 million, or uh, somebody like Octavio who is going for even maybe not even a quarter of a million dollars. We'll see where the fans kind of line up for that as well as our personal bet. Uh, in the meantime there, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Richie Sky, where can they find you? You guys can stalk me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. Uh, and you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. I do want to add real quick. Yeah, Resident Evil, love those movies. I will see all of them. Mm-hmm. And those are really cool. And there was another one, Prince of Persia Bombed. But, yeah, anyway. Oh, and Warcraft, good point. Warcraft waited too long to make that movie. They did it after that bubble kind of popped of huge popularity. So, anyway. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Thanks so much for watching, guys. We'll see you next week here on Box Office Breakdown on Popcorn Talk. Bye. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.